This is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth. Welcome back. This episode, I'm going to be talking to Kelly McCarthy as a universal energy guide and an animal communicator. We've been having a really delightful conversation about the energetic frequencies that we are sharing spiritually to connect in with animals. So I want to continue on that discussion with you and also highlight if you're really enjoying our conversation with Kelly, she has a free offer where you can connect with her on her website at www.beyondwordsandwisdom.com backslash work dash with dash Kelly. And I highly recommend that you connect with her. It's been a delightful experience for myself, learning about these experiences and being able to connect in. So thanks for joining us. And without further ado, we're gonna jump back in to our discussion. You are listening to Light Up Your Worth with transformational coach, Debbie McAllister whose vision is to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources for your toolbox to raise the consciousness and frequencies for you and our Mother Earth, to discover the unbelievable resource within yourself. This podcast is for you, the spiritually curious, seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate healing, personal growth, and development. As you move forward with confidence, building a consciously intentional, radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other spiritual souls, energetic healers, spiritual modality experts, thought-provoking life coaches, empowering therapists, and uplifting authors who are real and vulnerable as they share their own unique journeys through healing and offer their gifts. This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it will motivate you to light up your worth. Thank you for tuning in. Embrace your brilliant, gorgeous, and talented, worthy self. So it's no different than uh, people who see like a lot of hawks. We have a lot of hawks around here. Um, Some people are completely oblivious to the animals around them. They just do their everyday stuff and don't even notice what's happening around them. For me, Hawk always shows up. Well, one, it's one of my totem animals, but if I am in my own head and I'm overthinking something, a Hawk will show up to remind me to take a step back and look at things from a different perspective. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, I have a Hawk story recently too. See, I'm constantly seeing animals. Mm-hmm. Um, Shortly, I would say probably um, before I moved here. So real short, I, you know, when I was up in Eastern Washington and staying at my sister's and we looked out her kitchen window and it's in a track. This is track, right? Track homes. And it's like des- hard desert. And then there's this open area. And then there's the houses that are just a little bit above. And on that fence was this hawk. And I looked over there and I told my, we're in the kitchen window and I called her over. I said, look at that hawk. It's so beautiful. She goes, wow, never noticed that hawk before. And I'm like, I think he's looking at us. Right. And I think, well, now I'm like, oh yeah, I think, I think he was, (laughs) but yesterday 
I'm driving down in Flagstaff and I look over with where I live and it's uh, we're in the middle of a forest, but I'm going down, you know, like a, a just a regular residential road with houses up and then houses down. And there's a deer. Mm. I've, I haven't quite seen a deer in town yet. That was the first time. And so I was like, uh, I was like, oh yeah. Cause I think a deer is one of my totem animals is, and um, Do you know if it was a white-tailed deer or a mule deer? It was not. You know what? It was I, probably a mule deer if it was out in Arizona. I don't yeah. think you guys have a lot of white-tailed deer. So a mule deer, uh, if they show up and it's a message, it might be the medicine or it could be the message. Mm-hmm. So the, the message of a uh, mule deer is that right now you tend to be wandering with not a lot of focus because of too many outer experiences that you are having right now. So it's about just understanding that it's okay to wander. It doesn't mean you're lost. Yeah. Okay. So that's the met, that's the message. If it were the medicine, um, like if you needed inspiration or you needed motivation, you would call on mule deer for that. You would ask mule deer to work with you and say, you know, mule deer, please help me find the inspiration or the motivation to propel myself forward into whatever the next phase of my life is. Um, things like that. I love that. I'm making, I'm writing notes. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) And if it were a a totem, if, if a totem animal is, is the characteristics of you and I'm reading this right out of this book, It would mean you maintain a balance of the masculine traits of mastery, authority, and protection with the feminine characteristics of love, nourishment, and surrender, yet relate most closely to those associated with your gender. So if that feels like you or the characteristic of you, it's Mm -hmm. very possible that deer is one of your uh, gifted animals from before birth. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. So we have um, power animals. Those are the ones that show up in our lives when we need them the most, when we need that medicine the most. Um, And they walk with us through different times of our lives. Um, Like when I was starting a family, all of a sudden I had this absolute obsession with tree frogs and geckos, like whether they were real or like statues or little figurines, I just wanted them everywhere. And it was because I was going through such a huge transition in my life that it was the medicine of those two animals that was coming in to support me. And I didn't even real, I didn't even realize it at the time. I just all of a sudden had this infatuation with all these animals and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I mean, they were everywhere, like from children's little play toys to pictures, to wall sculptures, absolutely everything was geckos and tree frogs. And it was because I was going through this transition and needed that extra support going into motherhood. And I didn't even realize that. Oh, so there are so many times, uh-huh. yeah, many times when certain things come into our lives in the animal kingdom, like children, this is a really great way for um, children or parents to realize what one of the gifted animals was for their children um, that was given to them prior to their birth. Does their child have a favorite animal? Do they have the stuffed animal of it? Do they have pictures of it? In my room growing up, everything was tigers. I absolutely was obsessed with tigers. 
And when I was 18, I went to the wild animal park and had my first real confirmation that I was communicating with a wild animal. Um, and my mother was there and she witnessed uh, this interaction between myself and this Bengal tiger. And once I had that um, conversation, once I fulfilled that communication, my need to have tigers surrounding me all the time just dissipated. And it was quite uh -huh. incredible. So my entire childhood, everything, and this was before like, you know, the Google search mm -hmm. where you could put it in a cart and order it. Yeah. This was like being gifted things with tigers on it. This was having tiger posters. This was having tiger pencils. Anything that had a tiger on it was gifted to me. My entire room as a child was tigers. And I never understood why I almost, I could dream about being inside as a tiger walking through a rainforest. I could feel it. And it wasn't until I had the interaction in person with one at the park that I completed what I needed with that connection and I was able to move on. Oh, that's so that's so interesting because children, there's so many children who, yeah, they're they're they can barely talk, but they're drawn to like the stuffed animals, like certain that's because they are still completely spiritual beings. They haven't lost touch with their connection to universal energy. They haven't lost their connection to Mother Earth. They haven't lost connection to the plants and the rocks. It's why children pick up all kinds of stuff. They pick up pine cones and pine needles and sticks and rocks, and they want to just collect all this stuff. And what do parents do? No, put that down. No, you can't have that. No, you're not bringing that into the house. What we're doing is actually ripping that spiritual side out of those children. We're starting the conditioning process so that they forget. And then what happens as we get older, we lose our spirituality. And then what happens? We end up having what the clinical world would call a breakdown or a midlife crisis. What it really is, is the universe tapping us on, us, on the shoulder saying, do you remember who you were even born as? Would you like me to show you? Because there's a whole different way to live. You just forgot how. Yeah. Because the kids know how to take the pause. The kids know how to be in the moment, completely in awe of what it is they are experiencing outside. It's the adults who have been conditioned to forget that rush them, that tell them no, that tell them to stop. <sighs> Yeah, that's so, you know, it's so beautiful about that and, and how it all comes full for me, full circle is that, you know, I do know that, you know, like from year what birth will pre-birth till about right. six or seven, right. We're in that whole theta brain spot because when we're doing energetic healing, that's where all those things are so subconscious and can get locked in there with some of our own beliefs that we're not even aware of or fears or phobias and trauma. Right. And then what's so interesting is that the whole science, like the whole psychologist, even part of it, you know, Oh, you know uh, why they have like free preschools and free all this stuff for the children at a super young age, because they understand, you know, how much emphasis is put on those first like six years of children's lives. And how it kind of like all blends together with everybody seems to understand how important those years are, but yet there's still so much, you know, that happens to these 
you know, unfortunately to children and, but being able to even go out and connect and play in the dirt and play with the rocks. And it's so beautiful. I know, you know, my son used to uh, be drawn to uh, just bears. It seems to be really common. People would gift them bears and he would have bears. We went to a build a bear factory, you know, I mean, And then I think, okay, was he really drawn to bears or was he just, that was just a really common animal, you know, thing that's around for bears. Um, And now what's so interesting, he lives in uh, Bozeman, Montana. Mm -hmm. There's bears out there when he's out hiking and he loves nature and, you know, does all of that. And there's bears up there for sure. Um, what kind of bear was he attracted to? Was it a black bear, a grizzly bear, a polar bear? Because all the bears are very different. Uh, they were more like brown bears. Brown bears. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, brown bears. So the message for brown bears is to stay grounded no matter what the experience. It's time to bring your dreams and plans to fruition. It's always important to trust your instincts. Enough of your hiding. It's time to come out and meet the world. Don't just wait for something to happen. Take action. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Wow. That were his, now that was the, the, um, that was the uh, message. Now, if it were his, one of his um, totem animals, one of the animals gifted to him, uh, it could be because he's a very powerful healer. Um, whether his focus is physical, emotional, or spiritual healing, he is meant to be a healer of some kind here in, during his human experience. Um, he needs periods of reclusiveness to, uh, like much like an introvert needs time to like reflect, needs time to go within, have quiet time so that they can expand themselves into the energies that are outside in the world. Um, uh, winter is definitely a place for him to spend a lot of time in introspection, like going within, taking time to slow down, nourishes mind, body, and soul so that he can plant the seeds of his life to move forward um, come spring type of thing. Um, and he's very independent, preferring to do things on him by himself or for himself instead of having other people do things for him. So very independent. Uh, and also like, like the soul of a survivor, somebody who can survive just anything that is thrown at them tends to be the, that's so him. Yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. So how do we find out, you know, the, there's the totem, there's the power animals. Yeah. So totem animals. Um, and, and this is, this is tricky because, um, you know, we have to, we have to be cautious, uh, when it comes to honoring, uh, the native American culture. And some of them, um, tend to get very upset when we talk about totem animals, if we're not native, you know, uh, native lineage. So I always say, just, just honor that in understanding that this is the culture of the native Americans, but I fully believe that we are all gifted these animals, but just honor the fact that it comes from a lineage you may not understand. Uh, and just, you know, just say, thank you when, when using terms that, um, are not ours, Mm -hmm. right? So a totem animal is, uh, the animal that has been gifted to us 
prior to our birth that walks with us throughout our entire lifetime that mirrors the characteristics of who we are or who we are looking to become in this human experience. That's your totem animal. A power animal is an animal that you call upon to ask for assistance. So um, if you're looking for guidance, if you're looking for healing, there are certain animals that you can call in to help you uh, with whatever it is you are in need of. And then we have our spirit guides. And the spirit guides are the messengers. They're the ones who show up in our daily lives exactly as we need them. Like we're in a complete rush and all of a sudden a turtle starts to cross the road. And you're like, son of a gun, I am in a rush. I have somewhere to be. This turtle is literally in your path, slowing you down, telling you, take your time, stop rushing, be present, just relax and be still. It's okay. Oh, I love, I I love those explanations, Kelly. It's, I think, and I love that you are calling out the Native American lineage. Yeah. It's very important to Mm -hmm. honor uh, what we don't know or what we don't understand Mm -hmm. um, and give them the credits and the love and the honor that they so deserve for such beautiful spiritual awakenings that they share with us, um, even when it isn't necessarily everyone's lineage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, So if anybody's listening and they are of that lineage, I would love to have you on too, you know, and hear more of your, their, their learning and their, their teachings and what they're here to help us still understand. So thank you for that. I, uh, um, you know, I'm really, if somebody is interested in learning more about like, how do you find out what your possible totem or power animal, or even like, who do I want to call on if I am, you know, I'm working through some health stuff right now. Right. And so if I want an animal that I can call into when I'm doing my meditation with my guides or uh, my angels and my whole spirit team, you know, that comes with me, how, how could I find that out? I mean, how do how do you, how does somebody know? Like I know for protection, I can call in Archangel Michael, right? Right, like he's my bud, and um, you know, protection and strength. Yes, yeah. And so, um, I you know, he's one of my best friends. I think just they're always right there hanging out with me. Um, and so, since protection and safety is one of my life things that I'm working through here for mm-hmm. whatever reason, and so he's constantly with me, and. And I know that, and I know I have a lot of ancestors who are also with me for that exact same reason, right? That I'm safe, I'm safe here. I'm safe to be visible. I'm safe to be myself. Mm-hmm. And as I go through that, if I'm looking like, okay, now what animals or how can, how could somebody identify for their own stuff? You know, how do you find that out? So um, I always tell my clients who are beginning to learn about the animal kingdom, uh, one of the best books out there is by uh, Stephen D. Farmer, PhD, and it's called Animal Spirit Guides. And what I love so much about Stephen's um, way of looking at it is he's very 
understandable for all audiences. So even a child could pick up this book and read it and understand it. And he separates the difference between um, an animal and the messages it could bring, or it might be the medicine, or it also has the totem animal meaning. So you can go through, and in the back of the book, there's actually an index where you could look up health or chronic pain or forgiveness or self-love or whatever it is, and it will list the animals that will work best, obviously, with the first animal being the most profound. Uh, and then you can go back into the book and look and see if that's the right animal to call in for that medicine. That's one of the ways you can do that. Mm -hmm. To find your totem animal, um, usually you have to go through a guided meditation or a sacred journey to help you meet that guide. And I do offer that as one of my one of my services for people that they can go through and do a guided meditation, um, whether in person or Zoom, uh, where we can lead them through that meditation where we can ask for that animal to come through. Um, and then I have my animal wisdom candle line. And actually with that, that is a beautiful way to call on a specific animal to bring it into meditation because you can actually use the candle, set your intention with the candle that has already been with me and my intentions. Um, and then you light the candle and ask the animal to come with you into meditation with the light of the candle. So you can do that as well. Wow, that would be. That would be super powerful. I, I was just think when you were saying that I wasn't thinking of like, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm going to light a candle and meditate the vision. I got the image I got was that, Oh, that would be really powerful as I'm writing things that I'm releasing on paper that I'm going to, you know, burn safely. It's usually outside, like with a bucket or something, but that I would could light it with this candle and set the intention with it to also help release. That's, that's the image I got when you were talking about that, of yeah. how I would use something, you know, like the animal wisdom candle line. I mean, besides just having a candle burning, you know, which I love candles and burn them a lot. And, and uh, so I love friendly, I love earth friendly, earth conscious candles mm -hmm. that have intention. Yes. Yes. I I, candle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should, I should clarify that too. Yeah. I stopped using a long time ago. Um, I went away from all of the, the chemicals that are yeah, in the fragrances. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So what I do with mine is what I tell people, people often ask, well, what's your fragrance? Um, I do not put a fragrance in mind because every single person is called to a very different fragrance, especially in meditation. So what you can do and what I do is uh, upon lighting it, when the wax starts to melt a little, you can pour in a little bit of your favorite properly sourced essential oil into the burning wax. And then you have whatever scent it is you want in the candle. And you can actually do that over and over because once the wax dries up, that, that fragrance, that scent is no longer really in there. So you can burn it again and add a whole different fragrance for next time, which is oh, what really? I really, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. That's a nice little trick there. <laughs> yes. But again, it depends on the candle. Obviously, um, you need to make sure that it's an earth friendly candle. Mine are soy based with, you know, 100% uh -huh. 
Anik Wicks. And then a dollar from every one of my candles actually goes back to conservation projects around the world um, that help Mother Earth and the animal kingdom. Oh, so I when, love, I'd love to hear that. So it's giving back as well. Yeah. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Debbie. If you have appreciated the phenomenal and nourishing spiritual souls that have blessed us as the guests of the podcast, I would invite you to please consider supporting the operational expenses of the podcast. I recently set up a Patreon account through the urging of some friends. So what's in it for you? There are ongoing benefits of joining the Light Up Your Worth Patreon account. There's a peek at the exclusive behind the scenes of creating a podcast, bonus episodes with my guests, and energetic healing meditations. And I am just beginning. Your Patreon support allows me to continue the podcast vision to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources to nurture you on your spiritual journey. Together, we can raise the consciousness and frequency for yourself, the collective, and Mother Earth. Please support me on Patreon. You can begin to subscribe for as low as $2.27 per month, which is really less than a coffee or subscription to watch TV. So you can find it at www.patreon.com light up your worth, all one word, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash light up your worth, no spaces, sending you sunshine. Hi, Debbie here. Are you a lover of essential oils, crystals, energy healing work, channeled messages, positive affirmations? Well, do I have something to share with you? My friend Nikki is the owner of Sage Essential Oils. She's on Instagram, sage underscore essential oils. I'll include that in the show notes. But I wanted to share with you that she does these amazing essential oil alchemy blends that have crystals and these amazing blends of essential oils called ground alchemy, calm alchemy, uplift, nurture, daydream. And they're all these really delicious and yummy blends. She also includes with each order a personal intuitive affirmation that's downloaded and channeled just for you and a beautiful postcard. So as a healer, she's a Reiki healer and she does ancestral healing sessions as well. And she's located in Australia. And so if you want to try these amazing things, I highly recommend them. I love them and use them in my own life. So again, her Instagram is sage underscore essential oils, let her know that you heard about her here on Light Up Your Worth podcast. You know, one of the um, the intentions I set when um, I, I began the podcast and my coaching was that when I got to a point where I'm able to you know, first take care of my basic needs, yeah. um, is that I was going to either begin a nonprofit or uh, find one that 
that was in alignment with me, but it had to do with, uh, well, two of them had to do with animals. One of them was those wild uh, horses in South Reno. They need help. Right. And so I know that they were doing a lot of powerful things because the population keeps growing and unfortunately they get hit. Right. Because we're in their area. And also was that, um, but the one that I was super interested in doing for myself was that uh, because I'm a huge lover of pit bulls is mm-hmm. that, you know, and they get, you know, so much, they're so loving and where you're able to match uh, a woman who's been through like PTSD trauma, have safety stuff where they are with uh, an animal who is matched with them, a pit bull, you know, mm-hmm. who is a rescue who's been through some training, they get some training and we match these two together and we create housing for them because there's discriminations of being able to move into certain places. And usually if you're in that situation, you could probably be more in the renting part of, or maybe you never want to own a property, but that they're able to be matched with them because there is nothing like sleeping with a pit bull back next to you on your leg to help you feel into that safety and then get that physical hug they can, they can give you to help that. And so uh, now that's not the, right now it's a, it's a vision. It's not something that's actually materializing yet, but it will. You said yet that's all that matters. Yeah. It's, it's out there because I know that my boy changed everything for me, you know? And so I'm interested in knowing if somebody is drawn to like, how do you, you know, people do want to help the animals, right? Like there's, how do you find, or which ones do you have any recommendations for those that, you know, are real, they really are helping. Right. Yeah, there are many. The outlets. money is getting to the ant to actually help the animals more than so, the administrative. Right. So I, I always tell people stay away from PETA, stay away from, you know, the SPAC. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, conglomerates that are paying their CEOs um, and their board of directors that the money is not going to the animals. But if you look up places like um, the Jane Goodall Institute, obviously she is doing wonders and continues to be a steward of Mother Earth and the animal kingdom. Um, she's one of my absolute uh, icons that I hope to mirror uh, as well as she does one day. And that's where that's the the organization I'm working with now with my candles mm-hmm. uh, is I do that. But any local shelter in your area. If you look into even your local pound, your local, uh, like here we have uh, the Connecticut Humane Society. So if you have a local humane society, not the Humane Society of the United States, that's another conglomerate. But if you have local shelters and local places like that for local animals, Absolutely. Do what you can. And it's not necessarily everybody's all about, you know, monetary. It's not necessarily monetarily that you're helping these. It's spreading the word. It's collecting blankets. It's, you know, uh, buying an extra thing of dog food and donating it. You can do very, very little things to create a huge impact without it all having to be about money. You could literally 
just help spread the word on social media over an animal that is looking for a home. I mean, people don't understand the impact they have just by doing that because you are literally putting that picture in front of who knows how many people. And just by doing that, they may find their forever home. You know, it might be donating leashes, extra dog toys, things like that. But if you are looking for international, like wildlife, you definitely want to look into uh, private sanctuaries, you know, throughout the United States or beyond. Don't be afraid to read up on them and, and look into where the money goes because there's an actual site and I don't have it on hand, but I can get it to you, Debbie, uh, that has the top organizations in the world when it comes to being able to donate where their money goes. Basically, it's a, it's a, you're following the money chain mm -hmm. to see that the money actually is going to the animals. Obviously, these big corporations and everything, they do need operational money. But when you see your CEO is making millions of dollars a year and the animals are still, you know, suffering, then you know that there's an issue. Yeah. I know that I had found an organization, I think it's in Tennessee that takes there's an, an elephant. Sanctuary. Yeah. There's yeah. an elephant sanctuary there. And you can't yeah. go visit the elephants, no. which I love that because that means they're not opening up for like yep. tourists. They're actually, it's a old home for yeah. uh, elephants out in yeah. Tennessee. And I, when I discovered that I was like, Oh, I want to go there. Yeah. Um, no, I have a friend, uh, Christina, who goes and visits wolf sanctuaries mm -hmm. and she yeah, helps at wolf sanctuaries. We have, wolf, we have a wolf sanctuary in upstate New York. Um, it's about two and a half hours away from us and you are allowed to go and visit. You are allowed to walk in the woods with them. You're allowed to do like campouts in the middle of the night with them. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's to a very small number, but their money actually goes to the wolves themselves. The, the ones I say to be really cautious about are the big cat rescues. Um, it seems to be more and more that they are becoming more of a circus type of environment where the more money they make, the more they're actually either breeding them. And that's not what we want to support. We, we want to make sure that we're not um, supporting these roadside places, uh, but supporting something like the San Diego Zoo. They're mm -hmm. actually doing research. They're actually doing good with, with the things that they do. Uh, so just be really cautious and, and look at what they're doing. Something like SeaWorld, they're not a rehab. You know, they're, they're not a sanctuary. They're, they're promoting and making money off of these animals where zoo animals are very different. They weren't, especially now, I mean, back in, back in the day, yes, but now zoos are more about um, responsible breeding, but making sure that the animals are staying healthy and living their best life, knowing that they're never going beyond, you know, and they're not in cages. Mm -hmm. Does that yeah, the, the San Diego Wild Animal Park. Yeah. Wow. Which was where I saw the tiger, which is where I had my experience with that tiger mm -hmm. when I was 18. So I'm not going to age myself, but it was a very long time ago. Yeah. And it was prior, <laughs> it was prior to the security that they have now with the fencing. I was able to, well, I crawled over some bushes and whatnot, but I was right at a chain link fence with that tiger. Oh. It's not like that anymore. No, they have class and right. they have a lot of stuff because of, right. yeah, and yeah. responsible parents, I think. But right. mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I love their giraffes there. Wasn't going to stick my hands through. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wasn't like, oh, let's pet the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been such a delight, Kelly. You know, I uh, thank you. And I thank all the listeners for all my emotional stuff that has that has come up with talking about my animals, own animals, again, my animals experiences, yeah. our souls. And when we mm-hmm. talk about our animals, we open up that side of our heart space that allows that vulnerability and that authenticity to just shine so brightly because that's what they do. So that's why people get so emotional when they talk about their animals, because Uh our animals see us in ways that no human possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that as my miss has moved from from here to now she's by my feet and yeah, she's sound asleep. (laughs) Like she didn't even make a noise jumping down. It was kind of funny, which usually, you know, Sometimes you hear her little woo woo that she does. So it's kind of funny that she stayed asleep, but uh, thank you so much. And now if somebody's interested in, in connecting with you and maybe they want to do one of those journeys to figure out their own, the sacred journey for their own totem or learn more about your animal wisdom candle line, how can they reach you? Uh, or for anything, website, all the other stuff yeah. that you do. Yeah. yeah. So my website is Kelly is uh, beyondwordsandwisdom.com. So it's the word beyond the letter N wisdom.com. So it's not the word and uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm not hard to find. I'm Kelly L. McCarthy. Uh, I have both a business page and a personal, um, and I'm a completely open book. So happy to, you know, accept as many friend requests as I can. You can email me at Kelly at beyondwordsandwisdom.com, um, you know, or find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, any of those. There are all the places. All the yeah. places. <laughs> I'm in all the places. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. Um, And I hope somebody reaches out, you know, whether it's for themselves or, you know, learning more about their or even their own uh, soul connection with their beloved dog or cat Mm -hmm. or horse or whatever. (laughs) Snake, bird, frog, right? Oh, so beautiful. Well, thank you again, Kelly. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate being on. If you enjoyed this Light Up Your Worth episode, be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when a new episode is posted. New episodes are available every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you enjoyed this Light Up Your Worth episode, which I hope you did, be sure to share with a soulful friend who needs to hear this message. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Light Up Your Worth community. My heart is full of gratitude for you. You're my inspiration to shine the light of spiritual, heart-centered women. Now go out there and shine your light, sending sunshine.